it, it's satisfying in a certain way to see people being strong in the face of that. Cause it, there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of intimidation. You know, it's intense that they're being followed, that they could be killed, that other people have been killed, you know, all of it. it there's, there's a lot of energy there. There's p- the potential for a lot of fear, but these two are so dedicated to the truth and they're so dedicated to figuring out what's going on. And thankfully they're smart. And they have each other. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode. We're still doing this. Everyone is canceled. <laughs> episode 73. I'm an old, I'm an old man. The world has ended. There's no more food, no more gas. But guess what? We've been watching X-Files, and everything's okay. Kamal Harris tells us that life could be a lot worse. We need to stop complaining. And you know what? For that, I feel a lot better. Suddenly I realize I don't need food anymore. I don't need gas. Who needs a family? We've got Kamala Harris. Is she the it was one of those Democrats. Welcome. I'm not a Republican. I am Dylan Randall. Everyone is canceled. We believe in truth here, and I have with me Michaela McDonald, my lover. <laughs> and so much more. And so much more. She has a podcast called Love Signals. Check it out this summer near you if you're fucking vaccinated. Seriously, check out her podcast, Love Signals, episode 73. We're here. Just get out of the way. This podcast is fictional. It's satire. It's not real. It's, it's to make you laugh. We're not real. This is fictional. Obey the laws in your country. Listen to your doctor. And if your doctor approves and it's legal in your country, go fuck yourself. Today we're talking about two things. The fact that X-Files is not canceled and it turned, about, it turned out to be just a straight-up documentary. <laughs> it just turned out to be a documentary. I don't care what you say. You're wrong. I'm right. It's, it's a documentary. And second of all, the red flag law. Is it the Patriot Act Part 2? We'll find out. First of all, we've been watching X-Files. If, for those who don't know, X-Files is a show that is near and dear to my heart. It is a show of FBI agents Mulder, oh, I should say Fox Mulder, and uh, Agent Dana, Dana Scully. Uh, they're paired together, and they call Fox Mulder Spooky Mulder. And he is this guy who works in the basement of the FBI building investigating UFOs and unexplained phenomenon. It turns out that the UFOs he has been investigating, excuse me, are turn out to be fucking real. It's like you're watching X-Files, which started in, what, 91, 92, somewhere around the early 90s by Chris Carter, genius of a man. And it turns out that it's just like a Joe Rogan podcast at this point. I feel like when I'm watching X-Files, it's like Joe Rogan's talking about, so this happened, and here's video footage of it, and here's a fighter pilot who saw it, and here's a CIA agent who knows about it. It's like, okay, all right, how did they know about this 30, 35-plus years uh, before it was happening? Because it fucking happened. That's why. How do they know? I visited Roswell. I talked to a family member who saw the Roswell crash. And everything these people talk about line up with what everyone else is saying. You put two people in a room who never have met each other. They don't talk to each other. They observe the same thing. They're going to tell you the same thing if they're sane, if they're sane people. That's what the X-Files is. I call it the, well, Michaela calls it the two-room theory. 
I discovered I discovered it the other day. It's okay. this whole new theory I have. I'll, I'll talk about it in another episode, but it's basically any observable truth. You could put two people in two rooms, never met each other. They observe something. They describe the same thing. Two-room theory. That's what the X-Files is. So How is that what the X-Files is? Well, you have international reports, right, of disc-shaped objects from people who have never met. You have abductions from people who have never met. It describes the same thing. You have radioactivity, which can be measured in places that UFOs have been spotted with people who have never met. Scientific readings of radioactivity near these trees or wherever the land was where these disc-shaped objects have landed. And they, they, they measure radioactivity. So it's just a lot of stories that measure up the same. Cigar-shaped UFOs, disc-shaped UFOs, um, men in black suits taking shit away. Mm-hmm. The people I met, the guy that I interviewed. In Roswell. In Roswell. Talked about his, uh, his, his grandfather was a firefighter in Roswell, 1947. It's a fucking disc that crashed. The firefighters get called like, hey, something crashed here. We need you to put out a fire. They show up. It's a disc-shaped craft. They're able to pick up things the size of wings of an aircraft with one hand. They're able to bend this metal and it bends back to its original shape. He takes a piece home. Men in black suits visit his house. They talk to him outside. The family doesn't know what they say. He comes inside, does not speak to the family of what was told. Gives them the piece of metal that he took. They never see him again. This story is told by dozens of people across the country and globe. So, I mean, X-Files, is it, they add drama, there's music, there's Hollywoodization, it's fun, you get into it, you don't know if it's real. Yes, they drama it up. But it's based on things that we've been read, uh, that, that we've been reading for decades now. And, and, and you're, seeing the, you're seeing commanders of the Air Force starting to report these objects now. They're recording it on footage. So we started watching X-Files. I, I told Michaela, hey, there's this show. I like this show. It has David Duchovny in it. I really like it. And it's about these FBI people who study spooky UFOs. Mm-hmm. And Michaela said, I don't know if that sounds spooky. I said, just try it. I think you'll like it. Mm-hmm. Now I'm telling Michaela, hey, do you want to do something else? And she says, no. I want to watch UFOs. I want to watch X-Files all the time, anytime. <laughs> I don't care what you want to do. <laughs> X-Files. <laughs> hey, what do you want? X-Files. Before I even finish the sentence. Hey, babe, what are you... X-Files. <laughs> what has the X-Files done for you? What, what does it mean to you? What do you feel when you watch that show, honestly? Well, I really love Jillian Anderson, who's the kind of, you know, leading lady of it all. Um, I think they gave Fox to the wrong person. Boodoo-ba. What do you mean? Maybe they named Mulder Fox when they should have named Scully Fox, because a foxy lady. She is foxy. A foxy redhead lady. I, I mean, not as foxy as you. <laughs> not, not even near. <laughs> I'm not worried. Um, I mean, beyond her beauty, for sure, which is definitely there. I just, I love their dynamic, and I love the way that she's such a strong woman and female lead. You know, in this whole thing, and and she's kind of the voice of reason. She's originally assigned to work with him. Um, to well, kind she's of, a doctor, right? She's a doctor, but she's an FBI agent. And she's kind of assigned to him to basically kind of keep him in check and, and report back on how, you know, how legit 
his work is at the FBI agency. But then, and she always grounds things in science and facts and all that, but, and, but she's open-minded. And I really like that. I think she's a beautiful example of, you know, being, being really smart, knowing a lot and still being open-minded. And I, and, and it takes time. It's not like it's all in one episode, but I love seeing how much she really deeply listens to Mulder, Fox Mulder, you know, the guy who's into all of this and really has seen enough evidence that he really is like, this is real. It's a real thing. And, you know, and it's not just about aliens. There's other different things that go on, different phenomenon. Um, Phenomena, phenomenon. I know one's plural and one's singular. And on and on. I think phenomena is what I want. Anyway. Data. (laughs) Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah. So I really, I love their dynamic. Uh, I love how much trust I see them building with each other. And then... So, you know, I, I care about people a lot. Like, that's, I think that's the part that stands out to me is the characters and the way they handle situations. And, like, and for me, too, I think seeing Gillian Anderson's character be so strong and, you know, defend herself well and defend Mulder well and just all of it. It's, like, it's it's dynamic, it's compelling, and it's, it's told so well. It's also kind of fun because it's a bit of a time capsule, you know, being filmed in the early 90s, which is when I was born. It's, it's fun to see... Horse and carriage. Yes, yes, because I am very old, (laughs) as are you. There were horses and carriages back when we were born. No, I don't think I've seen any of those. But just, yeah, the cars, the clothes, all of it. So I like that as well. But What was before mainstream internet? We can give that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. They're having to, like, manually look up, like, people's names. and, And if this name showed up in just one county on birth, death certificates, or marriage licenses. It's like, we could do all that in a few strokes of a keyboard now. It's like, what's their Instagram, yo? (laughs) Are they taking those pictures for the gram? No, they're not. Um, Yeah, there's just like a health and vitality, too, to the people in the show, and I like that as well. But it's so cool to be coming to X-Files so late in the game, Uh, because as Dylan's told me, he's loved the show since he was a kid, and he really cared about these ideas of extraterrestrial life and all of that since he was a kid. And this show, you know, kind of validated that, but it's only been, you know, decades later that now we're, now these these facts are being released to the public, it seems. Is that true? Yeah. I, I, I don't know if it's extraterrestrial life. I care about what right. these objects are in the sky that defy gravity itself. We can objectively... Uh, scan these video footages and say that, okay, this defies gravity. It seems to be bending gravity. It's going against the wind. It's defying gravity. It, it, it's going underwater. And we don't know what this is. So ever since I was a kid, I've wondered what these objects were that have been captured by video footage, U.S. Naval intelligence footage, fighter pilot footage, Commander Fravor of the U.S. Navy, who was off the U.S. coast of San Diego, in the early 2000s, I believe it was 2004, 2006, between there, he saw this tic-tac-shaped UFO. And it went from 90,000 feet to one feet above above water in a second. One second. You fuck faces. If you don't understand what that is, it means that they have a technology that we do not understand even, even 100 years from now. Commander Fravor himself said that we could not have this technology even 100 years from now. 
So how is that not extraterrestrial? Well, the, the thing is, is that Nikola Tesla, uh, a competitor of uh, Thomas Edison mm-hmm. uh, in the early 1900s, was, in, was an inventor, and he was an inventor who had many blueprints. Well, uh, uh, conveniently, a lot of his blueprints were lost in fires. Right, and they were lost. But what what's said and told is that the U.S. government took his papers, and he had these blueprints of a UFO, a disc-shaped craft, uh, much like the Nazis has had. They had the Nazis had something called the Bell Project. It was an anti-gravitational bell-shaped craft that could defy gravity itself. And what Nikola Tesla had was the same thing, but earlier, before the World War II, before World War One, possibly. Check me on that. But he had this thing that was shaped like a UFO, and it was said to be able to defy gravity, allegedly. There's rumors that the, the government got these plans. Mm. And in 1947, Roswell was not an alien craft, but that was them testing his technology. Mm. And it was a crashed ship. That's my theory. I've never heard that from somebody else. Mm. My theory is that, okay, let's say they got Nikola Tesla's blueprints. Mm-hmm. They turned it into a craft. My theory is that, fuck, they made this craft in 1947, Roswell, New Mexico. They were testing it. It crashed. Boom. Government covers it up. Says it's a weather balloon because it's confidential technology. Mm-hmm. And as we learned with the Manhattan Project, with the nuclear bomb, the minute we make it public, China and Russia gets it. Mm-hmm. If we share it with our public, China and Russia gets it. Mm-hmm. So there is an incentive to not share this shit. Recently, we... Uh, I believe that the government had a, the first meeting on UFOs in 50 years. It was a Senate hearing. Mm. There was an open Senate hearing for senators. And then there was a confidential intelligence committee hearing after, which means that there's senators approved who are on the intelligence committee who were held in a secretive meeting, not available to the public later. This recently happened. First meeting in 50 years mm. on UFOs. Mm. And what they're explaining is, okay, some of this is maybe a technology, but... The point is, is they told them what we're not allowed to know. Maybe it's aliens. Maybe it's ours. The point is, is for whatever reason, they're not comfortable telling us what this is. But what we do know is that this is real. This technology is objectively real. We just don't know. I'd say it's a 50-50 chance that it's aliens or U.S. government. That's the thing. I don't know if aliens... I believe aliens could be real. I just don't know if if they've visited us yet. I think it's a 50-50 chance that the technology is either theirs or it's based off of Nikola Tesla's blueprints. Mm. Either way, I've been fascinated with these uh, objects that we've been seeing for since 47. Mm. Very cool. Very cool. Well, yeah, so, so thank you for answering all that. I like getting into X-Files now when there is so much more discourse around all of this because like you were joking about it feels like a documentary obviously it's not right there's there's no it's there's, a documentary there is dramatization it's real. All of that. there's no drama <laughs> actual <And> events <laughs> but it's it's just nice to i don't know it's it's like fun it's fun to explore these ideas through the lens of this show and I feel like it's helped pique my curiosity about all of it, too, because, you know, I've, I've been aware of the idea of UFOs, which in my mind is unidentified flying objects. So that that applies. It's different than extraterrestrial because, like, we but don't it's know. Still it's still a just, UFO. It's just unidentified, yeah. Yeah. And so I've been aware of those since I was pretty young and always thought it was kind of a cool thing. And But then, you know, it was just like, yeah, I you know, who knows what's out there? Who knows what's happening? And 
I'm not going to obsess about it. And so it's kind of nice to pique my curiosity again through this show and then to have so much actual, you know, actual data out there now and, and real human accounts of things that have been seen. So I, I like the combination of it all. And, and I, oh, and the other thing I like is um, how this show is demonstrating these two agents who are basically having to work covertly a lot of the time. We are... Just a little bit closer. We are um, in season two now, and that's when there's been this big transition of, you know, their, the X-Files was shut down and they're being followed because they got so close. It makes, you know. Spoiler alert. Yeah. I, you know. If you haven't made it past season two, I'm just warning you now. There's going to be spoilers of season one, possibly. Mm-hmm. Probably not, but just warning. We could put that in the description, too. If you haven't seen X-Files... That's my thought. ...at this point... Yeah. Why? I feel like I'm the only one who hasn't seen it. Do you have diabetes? I, I mean, this is... Th- I didn't have curious. diabetes. I hadn't seen it. I feel protective of whoever this is who's listening who hasn't I love you. <laughs> That's too much. You, calibrate. Calibrate, Dylan. <laughs> No, it's one or the other. It's North Pole <laughs> or South Pole. I don't go. I don't go in between. Um, but they're dealing with, you know, corrupt government and and kind of covert aspects of government trying to control them and what they're able to find and what they're able to report on, and they're looking for the truth, but they can't really trust anybody except each other, and it. I think that's that's another kind of dynamic, and um, I don't know. It's like. It, it's satisfying in a certain way to see people being strong in the face of that because there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of intimidation. You know, it's intense that they're being followed, that they could be killed, that other people have been killed, you know, all of it. it there's there's a lot of energy there. There's p- the potential for a lot of fear, but these two are so dedicated to the truth and they're so dedicated to figuring out what's going on. And thankfully, they're smart and they have each other. I play around. I love you guys, and uh, I do. And what Michaela's speaking on is very real. Right now, we heard this story about uh, Project Veritas. Apparently, allegedly, they came in contact with Joe Biden' daughter, Joe Biden's daughter's uh, diary. And the fact that they came, even allegedly, came in contact with this, with this diary, which is legal, from what I've read. I looked at this. I studied it. It's legal. Uh, from my news sources, and they they had their FBI raid his house, or whoever's house it was. Pro- they've had they had the ra- FBI raid the house of the Project Veritas members who allegedly had this diary, which is completely legal. Mulder and Scully are fighting the FBI this whole time. Like their own directives are against them the whole time. Mulder has senators who are in the fight with him, and that's the only thing that keeps him alive. And it really reflects the political climate we live in today. The FBI seems to have fallen to uh, the point where they, they, they don't seem much better than the KGB to me, personally. This is a fictional show, but to me, they just seem like the KGB and the fact that they just serve uh, the Democrats in office. Right? And, and this show really reflects the fact that the truth is separate from what the government is doing. Mm. And so I think, I think that's an interesting point. I, I, I think when you can find a show that really foresees what's happening 30 years from now, what was happening then 
but in a magnifying glass 30 years from now. Yeah, it's, it's describing greater dynamics at play. And I think that it does it in a way that's it's not beating you over the head with it. It's part of the story. It's built in. It's so well written. I, I'm so enjoying watching television that's so well done and that cares about the truth, right? You know, I mean, the, the tr- yes, some of it is about monsters and things like that, but it's like it cares about, like the whole premise is that these two characters care about the truth and they care about figuring it out. Yeah, the truth of the show every time says the truth is out there. Mm-hmm. And you know what? There's filler. There's monster episodes. They, they actually call that, the fans call them, the hardcore fans, they call them the monster episodes where they chase Bigfoot and we have fun and we eat our popcorn, we have our vodka tonics, and we just have a good time in the middle of the week. But the beginning and the end of the seasons have this trajectory of getting back to the storyline, mm-hmm. which is what is the truth? What is happening? What are all what are what what is all of this proof we were seeing day to day that's being covered up? Why is it being covered up? What is it? Is it us? Is it them? Who is them? Mm-hmm. And it's a fascinating show because of that. Mm-hmm. I believe one of the top three shows made of all time. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know if I have anything else to say about that. I'm just curious. I always like to know what's going on in your brain. <laughs> I this show means a lot to me. To all 11 of my listeners, because it speaks on something that we know is going on, that we know in our hearts is going on, whether it's man-made or alien intelligence that they're keeping us from. And this goes on to laws. This goes on to government procurement of their protection and the volatility that we have to live in that's outside of their realm, right? We are living in a different realm than them, and they think that that's okay. They think it's okay that we're too stupid to know what they know. The politicians, Mm -mm. the deep state, Mm -mm. they think we're too stupid to know what they know. Mm -hmm. And the point is, is whatever you know, you have no more of a right to know it than we do. Mm -hmm. That's the point. I I do believe there is room for confidentiality. There is government programs that I firmly believe Mm -hmm. public's not ready. It's just a danger for the the public to know Mm -hmm. because Russia and China therefore know as well. Yeah, and people can freak out too. And people can freak out. In the right way. There's this belief that if aliens exist, that God doesn't exist. I, why cannot? Why can God and aliens not exist at the same time? Yeah. If God created us, He can create aliens. But there is this view, this rumor that the government believes that we are not ready to know. This Christian-based society is not ready to know that mm. there could be life outside of Earth. That's one theory that exists. Mm. And X Files kind of pushes that theory. Mm, really? Yeah. I haven't noticed that yet. Yeah, if you notice some of these dark figures, they say, well, the society. Deep Throat said it. You watched it in the season one. He said, society couldn't handle this information at the end. Remember? Oh, but I didn't think it was made about Christianity. Well, I, I allude to Christian Judeo beliefs because of just how America was founded. Mm-hmm. Just traditional beliefs. Mm-hmm. Couldn't handle it, mm-hmm. is the way they. And I think government has an archaic vision. Of how we are. There was a recent hearing where Senator Rand Paul was questioning the Ministry of Truth. I believe it was the Department of Homeland Security, the president of it, the, the head of the Department of Homeland Security. He was questioning him in a hearing with the Senate, and uh, the Republican senator of Kentucky, Senator Rand Paul, was questioning him in this hearing. And he said, I think you underestimate the intelligence and the ability of the American people to to decide for themselves what is right and what is wrong. Mm. 
And I, I, I really agree with that. I think the government sees us as sheep. I think a lot of us are sheep, but I think the leaders of these sheep that still reside in society are strong enough to lead the rest of the sheep and say, hey, this is what's going on. Watch my YouTube video, look at my TikTok channel, watch my Instagram video. I think even these silly influencers have a way of congregating these sheep and calming them. Well, I think... Justin that- Bieber even, like just regular people have, a, a, have an ability of calming the sheep mm. where we can handle basically anything at this point. I really believe that. Wait, I got confused. What did you mean by that last Well, point? let's say like, what Senator Rand Paul was saying of Kentucky was in this hearing was, I think you underestimate the, the, the intelligence of the American people mm-hmm. to decide for themselves. Mm-hmm. I think you could say right now, hey, it was an alien spaceship that crashed in Roswell, New Mexico in 1947. Mm-hmm. And there was three aliens in there. Two were dead. One was alive. We tried to keep him alive. We had a doctor flown in. He died. We froze him. Nixon visited him. Nixon saw him. We stopped the president having this information after Jimmy Carter. Here's everything. And then I see Jake Paul coming onto YouTube saying, yo, aliens exist. Like, yeet. And then everybody's just like dancing about it and making TikToks. I really think that these funny TikTok influencers that people make fun of actually have an ability of normalizing everything. I think that people listen to them. And they rely on their reactions to procure how they feel about it. Mm. Right or wrong, that's, that's, the dyna- that's the, the dynamic of tribalism. And we have to face the reality. Tribalism lives in modern society. Modern society lives in social media. Social media lives in tens of billions, well, almost 10 billion people connecting to each other over the internet. A lot of us look to people like Jake Paul and Dwayne The Rock Johnson, mm. Right. And I see these people just being like, yo, this is crazy. Let's make a dance over it. But the next day we're worrying about buying food again. I don't see it having that big of an impact. Mm. I really don't. Yeah, I was going to say, I think you were talking about people being sheep or something. And I forget. I'm a little tired tonight, you guys. It's not an insult. No. Well, well, right. Okay. 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 So clarifying that. I was going to say, I think that, you know, that there's a way that we're encouraged to be that way. And I think there's ways that we naturally fall into kind of, you know, some leaders and some followers. And it's it's okay to have both. It can be healthy. Um, but it's, I you know, I think what's interesting is that as we've been in this space for a while now because of the pandemic of being controlled through fear, right? You should be afraid of this. You should be afraid of that. Afraid, 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 afraid. It's just not a long-term sustainable thing. And so it seems like, so there's been this wave of people kind of waking up from certain levels of sheepness or certain, certain from really the more specific way to say it is people have shifted who they want to follow because the people they were following, the leaders they were following, kept talking about fear and how they should be afraid. And that, that's all that they were guiding them around was fear and mm-hmm. limitations and restrictions and so it seems like there's a way that that started to not sit well with certain people. And I've always noticed that, that fear seems like it's not a, a, it's good for short-term incentivizing. It's not good for long-term. Any leader who leads with fear is ultimately pushed back against or kind of overtaken. Well, they're tapping into an evolutionary trait where that's, you know, if you see saber-toothed tiger, run. But you can't run for 10 years straight. Yeah. Right. So what's happening is they're ta- these fucks are tapping in, they're tapping into your fear, uh, 
the fear part of your brain. And that only lasts for so long. It's okay to be a sheep. Like, uh, most people are followers. We need to get this whole dogma out that followers are bad. No, most people are followers. But who the fuck are you following? You can't be a good follower unless you know what the fuck you're following. If you can't think for yourself, you can't be a good follower. I often say, or I should say I often think that the best leaders are the best followers. Learn to be a leader. Learn to walk on your own, and then you've earned the right to follow. Because guess what? The followers are the ones that make shit happen, not the leaders. The leaders, they're few and far between, and they could be the greatest leader in the world. But without you guys, without the followers, nothing happens. So until you learn to walk on your own, until you learn to decipher what is right and what is wrong, you cannot be the follower that you need to be to make change happen. Followers made America. Followers made the world. Leaders were blessed to have the insight to lead them if the followers were generous enough to give them that right. There's so many leaders without followers. Like followers are the lifeblood of a country. They're just following the wrong thing. Followers without insight are not followers. They're blindfolds Mm. that are leeches from the life of a society. Mm. There's a difference there. So anyways, I, I, I really think that people need to start thinking for themselves and that, that's a really good point that Michaela makes. Mm. You know, thinking about all this reminds me of mm, the way that you are so curious and thinking about you as a kid and being excited about X-Files and enjoying the show. And then thinking about how you are as an adult, being really curious of like when, when you mm, don't like something that you'd ask yourself, well, wait, why? Why don't I like that? That... You don't like, you're not satisfied to just go along with something because it's popular or it's just how you feel. You really want to uncover why, wait, why do I feel this way? Are these thoughts, are these opinions my own or are these just ones that I've taken on because that's what everybody else is telling me and it's how everybody else feels. And I think that that, that yearning for truth, that, that pursuit of it is is such a beautiful thing and it's part of what makes you so curious it's part of what makes you so passionate too i think because and tell me if this feels true for you it seems like there's a way that when you just go along with the opinions of others and you haven't questioned it and claimed it as your opinion because you know that it feels true in your heart because of research or whatever it is that you've done with inquiry i imagine that that doesn't feel very good to just go along with things and that it feels better to know deep down in your bones. Like, I know why I feel this way. I know why I think this way. I know why this is the, the viewpoint I hold on this. Does that feel true? Does it feel better to have that? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Just think for yourself. So this podcast is about everyone is canceled until you have uncanceled yourself. That's what I believe. Mm. So... Have you ever said that on air? I really like that. Mm-mm. Say it again. Everyone is canceled until you have uncanceled yourself. Mm-hmm. You fuck. What does it mean to uncancel yourself? It means it means that you're done listening to people and taking their word for granted. It means you're done listening to your friend telling you that you're racist and that you need to check your white privilege. Or one day, your brown privilege or whatever the fuck it is. It, anything that is unfair that reaches one society is going to reach every society. Okay, taking the taking the rights away, saying that you were born wrong because you were born a certain way, whether it's the Civil War or now, it has always been wrong mm-hmm. 
to tell somebody that they were born as less because of the way they were born. Mm-hmm. And then listening to your, nowadays, I'll use the example of your liberal friend with purple hair telling you that you were born with a certain privilege. It feels wrong for a reason. And when they tell you that you're feeling wrong because that's your white privilege mm-hmm. coming into check, no. And this isn't about white privilege. This is about everyone listening, black, white, red, purple, whatever you are. This reaches everyone. And every person with a heart, which I know you're listening right now, knows that you're hearing, you're hearing people attack your brothers and sisters right now, mm-hmm. saying that they're, they're born as less, that, that they're responsible for the sins of their ancestors. That's crazy. And you know that's crazy. They were born good. Everyone is born good. And you know that you've been treated well by people of every color. And so when we hear these things, when we start to hear these things that you were born in a way where you need to pay reparations or you need to admire somebody's creativity, like you're not allowed to call them anything other than what they want you to call them. Like you start, it's okay to question, hey, hey, you don't get to control my speech. That feels wrong for a reason. Why do you get to control my tongue? And so listening to our hearts, listening to our souls, even if it's 100 against one, is always the right thing to do. Not letting others control my body, my speech, my freedom, mm. when it has no effect on them. Mm. It's destroying our country, so that's what I believe in. Yeah. I believe in standing up for what's right, even if I'm the last man left. Mm. Speaking of that, red flag law. The Senate caved. You fucks. You really caved on this law. I don't know if any of you remember the Patriot Act passed after 9-11. Horrible accident. Call it what you will, there's a lot of conspiracy theories saying what 9-11 was. Besides the fact, there was something called the Patriot Act Act enacted. John and I have talked about this. Go back to our older episodes. You can listen to it. The 9-11 episode, listen to it. Anyways, Captain John Morgan, by the way, Connecticut. I've had him on many times. Uh, What we get at is that the Patriot Act was basically an, an ambiguous sort of act that says anybody labeled as a terrorist has no rights. Lo and behold, the problem with that is that recently, anybody who questioned the validity of the last election, which has been proven to have fraud in it, by the way, proven, is labeled as a terrorist. So if you say, hey, I think there was fraud for this last election, you're labeled as a terrorist. But guess what? There's proof now that there was fraud. So where does that land? So now they have this red flag law because of the Uvalde shooting. Which could have been fucking staged. I don't care what anybody says. I believe that deep state operations could be planting seeds in the mentally ill to stage these fucking shootings. I think it can happen. It's been proven that governments do this shit to change laws and take away rights. It's been proven. It happens. Look at MKUltra. Look at the history of the fucking government. I love the U.S. I love the United States of America. I love our government in a lot of ways. But I think there's a lot of corruption. So I think this whole thing could... I mean. I'm not saying it was. It was a fucking, it, it was a tragedy what happened at Evolve, Texas. It was a horrible tragedy. But I'm saying that it's just in the realm of possibility that, the, that deep state organizations, whether it's China, Russia, who knows, could be planting seeds in the mentally ill to cause them to do this and erase any records of this happening. And then they go to schools where they enacted the, the anti- Gun Schools Act of 1990, 1990? Something like that. I talked about it in a recent episode. Check out the Uvalde School shooting. I cover all the details there with J- Captain John Morgan. You get all the details you need. Basically, they said, if you're a teacher, 
If you're on a school ground, you can't have a gun. Now they're all defenseless. Most of these shootings happen historically in places that have no guns by law. So what I'm getting at is that this, they've passed, they said, okay, we need to change gun laws. Well, it turns out data-wise and historically, the most uh, murders that happen are in places that are gun-free. Chicago, New York City, Los Angeles. These are the strictest, these, these, these places have the strictest gun laws, yet they have the highest homicide rates by guns. And so the answer all of a sudden is we need stricter gun laws. Are you kidding me? The places with the strictest gun laws have the highest homicide rates. It's, it's like asking for murder. And so the red flag law is one of these packages they pass saying, oh, you've all happened. We need to pass stricter gun laws. What are you talking about? It's a tragedy. You need security at these schools. And now they're saying that we need a Patriot Act. Let me explain what the red flag law is that they passed. Red flag law says that if you have a neighbor who has no idea who you are, a prince, some, a close family member, a distant family member, somebody who saw you on the street, anybody can report to the government that they think you're crazy. And if the government determines on their terms, their terms, remember that, remember these words, that you're a danger to yourself or, or society, they take all your guns away. Now, remember these words because there's a man, watch, go to the Daily Wire, watch the movie, What is a Woman? There's a man in uh, Torrance, Canada, who was arrested and put in jail because he was seen as a violent abuser to his child because he wouldn't call his child a girl when they were born a boy. Or he, vice versa. Or vice versa. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was a, it was a daughter. He had a daughter who, against his will, the government started transitioning this daughter, who was scared of these changes, which is just puberty. A lot of daughters are scared of changes in puberty. They're just saying, hey, I don't like what's happening. I don't, like, I don't want this. They freak out. The government gave them puberty blockers against the father's will. And when the father said, hey, I, I don't want to call you a boy. You're my daughter. They put him in jail. They considered him a violent offender. So the government, with these red flag laws, are saying they can take away all of your rights, Potentially, eventually. Right, right. That's if not they what they're did, saying if, now. But if they determine that you're a danger to yourself or others, which is Canada's already doing it, mm-hmm. it could be something as simple as mispronouncing somebody once. Mm-hmm. Canada's already doing it. Mm-hmm. The problem with these laws is it is whatever the government determines. Let's go to the Patriot Act. What's a terrorist? Well, the government determines a terrorist is somebody who denies Biden won the 2020 election. That was literally labeled from the Department of the Homeland Security. If you deny that Biden won the presidency, they can label you as a terrorist. That's the problem with the Patriot Act. And so the red flag law is the same thing. Anything that they deem, it's not like murder or theft. You objectively steal something from a store, you're caught with something in your pocket that you didn't pay for, that's theft. You kill somebody, you're caught on tape, that's murder. If if you're a danger to yourself, well, that can be be subjective. Well, and how wild, too, that the Patriot Act was enacted so long ago, you know, a few decades ago, it seems, at least, right? And it's, and it's being used now about this, this, you know, just two years ago, the election. So it's still, I think a point that Dylan's making that's really important is around how the laws that are put into place now evolve and are used to do more and more. And so if... What's built into the law is 
the ability for rights to be taken away. Whether, you know, with this, with the red red line, is that what red it's called? Red flag. Red flag. Um, it's that your right to bear arms could be taken away, but that could evolve and become extrapolated to include your right to not be in prison, your right to be around your child, your right to purchase a home, your right to be employed, your right, like, it could, it could extend. And it's, it's like that, like getting the kind of opening up a crack in the door and it's fine. We think, oh, yeah, you know, some people are like, yeah, maybe that's okay. But it's important to think about the bigger impact. How wide will that door open in the next decade? What, what is that creating an opening for? Yeah. Ambiguous laws that take away our rights are never okay. I think it's totally possible that secretive either government agencies of other countries or secretive democratic agencies could be finding these mentally ill online. I've played Xbox Live. I've come across people that are fucking insane. Do you think that these highly trained psychologists couldn't find the deep state couldn't find people who are dangerous online and egg them on to do stupid shit? I think it's totally possible. It's been done. And some of these horrible people in our past, such as the uh, the Unabomber and Charles Manson, were part of MK Ultra allegedly, government programs, killers, both killers, infamous, part of government programs. What the fuck do you think could be happening now, especially when it involves taking away the rights of good standing American citizens? I'm not seeing it happened. Don't Alex Jones me, <laughs> right? Even though I love Alex Jones, I'll stand here and tell you that. I think it's possible that these fuckheads in the deep state could be targeting these people and egging them on through uh, apps that can be deleted, through messaging services like Signal or whatever, even though I love Signal, that could be deleted, non-trackable, IPS blocking. Okay, so we need to pay attention to, there's, to the fact that there's no excuse to build ambiguous laws that allow us our rights to be taken away. Patriot Act, red flag laws, they're ambiguous. There's no specific law they're talking about. It's their determination. The point to remember is that it's whatever their determination is that you're a danger to others. Mm -hmm. They could say the fact that you eat cheese is a danger to others. Right. And you can, objectively say, you can objectively say that. You can objectively say that Cheetos, which have cheese in them, is setting a bad example to your kids. Cheetos have been proven to, have, to cause heart disease, and therefore you're a danger to others and yourself. Because you ate a bag of Cheetos. Guess what? They take away your rights. They put you on a 5150 hold, 72 hour hold in a mental institution. Mental institution. It's called a 5150. And guess what a 5150 is? You're a danger to yourself or others. 72 hours in a mental institution. And those who don't know, if you're put on a 72 hour hold, many of your rights are taken away for five years. It goes on your work record. You can't buy a gun to protect yourself wherever you live. It takes away a lot of your rights. So we need to be really careful about ambiguous laws. A danger to yourself is ambiguous. It doesn't mean anything. Anybody can say what it means. Pardon my language, but it just if you're comprised of 40% fat, okay, it, it's not an insult to you. I got love for you guys. But if you're, if, if you're somebody who's technically obese, one day the government may come for you and say that, hey, you're a danger to yourself. That's a real thing. Okay, fat is a scientific substance in the human body. I got love for everybody, but it's like they can, they can literally say that if you're obese, if you're over a certain BMI, that all of a sudden you're a danger to yourself. Mm -hmm. You guys may think this is crazy, but this is real shit. They've proven that being obese is a danger to your heart, a danger to your kidneys, a danger to your liver. You can have fatty liver disease. 
And all of a sudden, oh, you're a danger to yourself because of this, and you're a danger to others because of your example. They could lock you away for anything. That's the point of ambiguous laws. Yeah, and honestly, I don't think that they'd do that because... They I want you that way. Yeah, I think that, you know, being addicted to junk food, you know, if, if that's the situation, and being, you know, type 2 diabetic and, and you know, deeply plugged into the pharmaceutical industry uh, is a very lucrative way to be. You're a very good customer. So I highly doubt that somebody like that would be targeted with, you know, with this. But I do think this point of, yeah, ambiguity and laws that basically take away freedom, it's not okay. It's really not okay. Listen, I use this example because a lot of people eat fast food. I'm not judging you guys, but I want, I'm I'm trying to find that bridge where you guys understand what I'm talking about. (laughs) I'm trying to create that bridge where you guys understand that they can use this definition for anything. Right. That's that's all I'm trying to point out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I th- I think that's a good example for that. Yeah, I you know, it's intense to think about, and 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 oh yeah, it reminded me, aren't they trying to do again the whole um, truth investigation or the what is that Kamala, called? So they had this uh, Ministry of Truth. They were calling it from yeah, Harry Potter. It sounds like Harry. It sounds like Harry Potter. They nicknamed it. I couldn't remember the exact name of it, but the Department of Homeland Security have this Ministry of Truth that President Biden appointed under Kamala Harris. It got shot. It, it, it was rejected. Senator Rand Paul faced it down of Kentucky, and he did a real good job, and they rejected it. It, w- it wasn't able to stand. It's just come out in another version. Kamala Harris has this social media transgender hate association where they target anybody that they determine is not agreeing to people's pronouns and that that they can punish them they can punish people basically not agreeing to pronouns i thought i thought that this that that group was still being questioned even the kamala harris version it's not as far as i know it's not enacted yet but what they're attempting to do is enact this group that is basically able to prosecute uh those who they deem are attacking the lgbtq community which again is ambiguous you can call anything you can call anything aggression towards that community. Right. You can call anything. And the thing is, is the freedom of speech says that you have the right to disagree with other people's life choices if it doesn't harm them. Mm-hmm. You can say, hey, I think this is, this is dumb. I don't agree with it. This isn't what created humanity. This isn't what evolution was based off of. I don't like it. That's not my view. My view is independent and free to my privacy. But you cannot prosecute me for having my opinions that don't harm others. That's covered under the First Amendment. And what they're saying is that those who want to use their free speech to, to harbor their own opinions could be prosecuted. It's trippy. It's like, <laughs> it's like this whole um, cancellation trend that's been present you know, with social media and then you know, with media companies and all of that is now gone government-wide. And now the government wants to be able to cancel people in like a very serious and very legal way, which is, I may not have more to say, babe, (laughs) but but I don't know if we've ever acknowledged that, that basically fascism is a form of canceling people, right? Because canceling people is a way of controlling people. And making them afraid of doing certain things because they could get canceled, which can have very real impacts on their, not just their mental well-being, but their their financial well-being and beyond. 
Yeah, let's be real. They're they're threatening people with their jobs. People, you know, Disney canceling Gina Carano. Allegedly, Disney. I'm sorry. I meant to be. I meant to say Schmizny. I don't know what Disney is. Anyways, uh, you have these large companies which I will not name. I love. Can you name them? I don't know. None of it's real. Anyways, they cancel (laughs) people like Gina Carano. And they go to Daily Wire. I'm glad they have an outlet like that. But the point is, is that they're threatening people with their jobs. They're threatening people with their livelihoods. And the government's trying to do the same thing. And it's not okay. Red flag law, Patriot Act, it's all a big fuck you to society. It's ambiguous. It's not specific. And Democrats and Republicans need to come together in realizing that this is a, a, it, it's a clinch on our freedoms. Yeah, it feels like it's going against everything that America really stands for. It's like the building blocks of a fascist regime. We don't need more laws. We need less. Anyways, I love you guys. I I really encourage you to watch X-Files. It's a great show. It is. It'll get you pumped. I I would say, as somebody who gets spooked very easily, maybe don't watch it when it's really dark out. Like Unless you have a big, strong man like me to protect you. Honestly, I mean, it helps, but I still... She feels completely safe. The fear is in my mind. You can't go in my mind and and protect me from all the fear in there, you know? There might be a peptide for that. (laughs) There might. But anyway, just just like a gentle gentle recommendation. But I will say, actually, another, just as a tiny caveat to all this, I've actually been enjoying how watching X-Files and just... Like staying curious and and I don't know surviving through the things that might make me feel afraid. I actually feel like <laughs> in a weird roundabout way I feel kind of braver. It's like yeah I could watch that. I'm okay. It's all okay. And I, that feels good. It feels good to be stronger in the face of things that might be scary. So I appreciate that. It's an added bonus. You guys are great. I appreciate you listening to the episode with Michaela and I. The show is fictional. It's not real. I hope you've enjoyed our satire, our comedy show. I don't know if we're real. Thank you for listening. And uh, I'll see you every Monday on Everyone is Canceled, as long as we're around. Or are we doing the X? No, we're not. That, that that's copyrighted. We're doing our own song. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't catch on. I hope that. you guys feel warm and fuzzy. I thought we were just doodling. <laughs> bye <Bye-bye>. bye. <laughs> Until next time, <laughs> pulsation. Dylan. They target anybody that they determine is not agreeing to people's pronouns and that that they can punish them.